Hi sister, welcome to Women's Collective Consciousness Podcast. I'm Rarin Febrianti, I'm your host for this podcast, also founder of Women's Collective Consciousness, a mother, menstrual cycle coach, and a lover of embodied movement based in Melbourne, Australia. My dharma and my purpose in this world is to empower women to remember and reclaiming their power of the wisdom and the magic as a cyclical being. Through a juicy conversation around women's cycle, help wellness and well-being. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the tradition and custodian of this land where I record this podcast. I pay my respect to the elders past, present, and future. I also like to acknowledge to everyone who is listening to this podcast. And my hopes for every woman who is listening to this podcast is to always remember that you are belonging being a woman in your skin, in your body, in your temple, doesn't matter what stage of life you are in. Before we jump in into our conversation, I want to acknowledge to every woman who is bleeding this week, especially if you are bleeding in this new moon in Scorpio as this podcast is released. Accept that shifting energy in the air and let the arms of the universe guide your life. In this new moon is a great time for anyone who is need to break the free from the self-belief, past trauma, or started your healing journey. All right, sister, let's jump in into our powerful conversation because today we have amazing guests. I'm so excited. Hannah Brown from Womb Wisdom. She's a menstrual cycle coach, passionate about fighting the stigma around menstruation, and want to support the girls and women to have better period to reconnect to their cycle. So let's jump in. Hannah, can you please tell to the listener a little bit about you? Of course. Hello, Wirin. It's lovely to be here. And what a lovely introduction. Um, That's just stoked the fire in my day five belly. yeah, I you 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 did me a lovely introduction, but yeah, I'm a menstrual cycle coach and social worker based in South Wales in the UK, um, and I work with women and girls. and And like you said, it's about it's about that reconnection to our to our cyclic natures, really. And I yeah, there's a, there's a variety of ways that I do that. So I offer one to one menstrual cycle coaching. And also um, cyclical supervision. So that's a specific service for practitioners who are working with people. Um, So kind of space holders and providing a kind of professional space to um, explore and to thrash out those kind of professional challenges, those kind of ethical challenges, but with a bit of a cyclical vibe. So it's about, you know, how you, where you are at in your cycle and how that, how that means you show up for the people that you work with. So that's really exciting. And also I do um, workshops in schools for children, um, and particularly focused on primary and also private menarch ceremonies. So there's, yeah, there's, there's quite a lot going on. <laughs> Mm, mm, that's so juicy so much all the good things and I like that you said cyclical vibes it sounds really spicy (laughs) (laughs) so Hannah you mentioned that you are in your day five of your cycle how are you Mm. feeling it yeah and uh, so when you did that introduction about you know women who are bleeding at the moment I felt that um, yeah, I've just stopped. I've just kind of stopped bleeding, actually. But I'm still. I've still got that wintry energy, 
Um, so I'm feeling quite slow and um, kind of still got that floaty winter vibes going on that can't I can't catch my words in the way that I can. I will be able to in a couple of weeks, <laughs> but I'm kind of okay with it. And yeah, I've had quite a chilled bleed actually, which has been really nice. And I think helped by the fact that I was on, on holiday in my autumn, in my inner autumn. And you know, that makes such a difference, hey, if we can just zone out and tune out a bit um, in that phase of our cycle. So yeah, I feel quite connected and I always feel quite uh, spiritual in my in my winter. So I'm kind of just coming out of just coming out of that and kind of peeking my head around the around out into the wide world (laughs) and thinking "Hmm, do I want to be out there yet (laughs) and I don't quite like I'm just tentatively stepping out Mm, mm, mm. oh my god I can really feel it (laughs) I can really really feel it um and then what phase are you in your womanhood yeah great question um I think I have recently accepted after a bit of denial <laughs> that I am I'm calling it peri peri that I'm in my my peri peri phase that peri that peri peri sauce slight spicy you know that kind of early autumn late summer early autumn because I'm I'm nearly ne- early next year I'll be 42 and um you know I've still got a regular cycle you know, which I'm very thrilled about. (laughs) But I just sense there's just more autumnal energy around in my life. And um, yeah, I'm kind of, I I, I felt some grief around that actually, Ruin. I was, you know, like so many women, I came to cycle awareness late in life. Um, And yeah, I felt real some grief around thinking, oh God, I've just found this wonder, wondrousness. I don't want to lose it, but actually I'm getting my head around the fact that I'm not going to lose it. It's just going to change and it's going to change slowly. And how wonderful that I've got the opportunity to, to have the cycle awareness that is going to ease that journey, you know? So I feel kind of grateful because I think so many women, you know, haven't had that opportunity or don't, don't under, don't know about the, the rich joys of cycle awareness so yeah I'm kind of eking on the edge of of peri 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 <laughs> it's like a Nando peri peri yeah <laughs> I know there's definitely a post there's definitely a post in there about the like saucy spicy strong <laughs> I know I'm good you'll see a post you'll see a post <laughs> I cannot wait for it <laughs> oh god this is so hilarious um <laughs> <laughs> well, I am on my diet two of my cycles, so I'm mm. just in a big, juicy, kind of flowy. But the thing is, I know it's many women that I've been speaking with, they feel like in their winter phase, they feel more, um, I don't know, like, just want to be, you know, wrapped in and then wrapping mm. up, you know, like, I'm the same. Mm-hmm. I'm totally the same. Like I just want to be wrapping in, like I don't know, like not doing the my day job, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. But yeah, yeah. I'm more into channeling this 
energy into the words like journaling mm-hmm. or just meditating or even slow dancing movement just flowing and just listen to the music or you know do do the things that what do you going to do in mm-hmm. your day off pretty mm-hmm. much and then mm-hmm. i'm just so lucky it's actually yesterday when i ex- i expecting my period to die actually but i know mm-hmm. yesterday was like already on my diet 30 and then just as soon I finished my work and then I said this is it I cut cut it off I closed the chapter finished them finished my work and then I got to die off and then I got tomorrow off so I got you know like two and a half day off and then mm. I'm good to bleed tomorrow mm. and then as soon I said that guess what <laughs> okay this came so it's just like okay you're ready for me you're ready to rest so here I come and then as soon as I got out, I was like, yeah, three hour naps. And my partner <laughs> was like, have you doing so much work up there? And it's like, yes, I was having a nap. And then he's like, what do you mean? Did you sleep? I was like, yes. I got my period. Good girl. Yeah. yeah, good girl. Well, but that is work. If you think about it, it's like, it's well, it's purposeful and, and useful and effective use mm. of time. So in that sense. Yeah, I love that you heard the call. You listened mm. to the call. Yeah, yeah amazing. Totally. Where do you feel that you are in your life cycle then, Riri? Mm, well, I'm obviously still in the mother phase of mm. life. Um, and it's funny, I'm speaking with my um, tarot teacher because I'm learning to okay. read tarot amazing. this moment. And just started and then she said um you are in your sudden return so Um, right now that's why you taste this all your feet everywhere (laughs) I was like oh that's so interesting so since you said you know how we um have the rite of passage and then it might be we talk a lot about men up, especially you. You, you um, teach girls mm-hmm. how to mm-hmm. embrace their men up. And mm-hmm. then it's not just about the men up, but also before you turning 30, so literally mm-hmm. like 27, 28, this is your first Saturn return. So this is the energy when you get into the mother phase fully. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though we said, we said we are entering on the... Um, age 25 but mm. it's actually just before you turning 30 mm. this is when you start to okay what do I want to do with life or mm-hmm. you might already have a boyfriend and said oh okay this man is does not serve my energy or this is when the time you start to okay this is the time when I'm ready to have a baby or a business or trying new things or study or even you know like drop out of study mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. things like that this has happened on the before age um 30 mm-hmm. and then she's also said before age 45 okay so. yeah so we're both looking at big portals we're about to jump through <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes yeah yeah i feel that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so 
anyways, that is her. Um, yeah, interesting. Astrologist as well. So this just mm. explains so many things. But maybe I have to drag her in into podcast one day. Oh, good idea! I would listen to that one. Mm, for sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right for now let's get into our really juicy journey I know that you mentioned about you are in Peri Peri <laughs> so how's your journey here in this perimenopause is that challenging is it just easy flowing how can you describe it yeah gosh okay that's a great question um I think that that I think I've I'm I'm getting used to it. Like it's like um I had a chat with my my supervisor the other day and she talked about like, you know, when you put on a new pair of shoes, that whole thing about kind of stepping into a new identity and you try on a new pair of shoes and you're kind of at the beginning you're like, yeah, I like them, but you have to kind of wear them a- around a bit to decide if they pinch or not. Like I feel a bit like that, that I'm trying on <laughs> the kind of I'm exploring and dipping my toe into the water of perimenopause um but I think because I'm not as frightened of it as I was I think there's so much fear isn't there around menopause and around perimenopause and about what what it is how will I know if I'm there what will the symptoms be am I going to change like there's all this uncertainty and um which breeds fear which breeds you know actually probably that has a massive impact on the way we experience that phase if we end if we go into it with fear you know and I think that's true of puberty as well as perimenopause and you know any of those transitions that if we think about if we're frightened then that is going to impact on the way that we um, move between those stages isn't it so I think that yeah I haven't thought about this I haven't said this out loud but I'm because I'm less scared now um, I feel like I'm kind of embracing it and there's definite joys <laughs> so um I feel like every year I get older I give less shits I do I, I, I've just sworn on your podcast sorry <laughs> that I that I, I give less craps I, I just just I just don't care as much about what other people think and that's so empowering like I love it and that makes up for like the wrinkles and any gray hairs or you know the kind of the southerly facing body parts <laughs> um because you don't care as much so there's something really nice about that and I think that kind of you know that autumnal assertive spicy you know saying what you mean and what you think that you kind of associate with like your premenstruum um I've definitely got that going on I think I just have to be careful about um how I hold that, like holding the tension. So, you know, allowing myself to express my feelings in a healthy way. And I have to, you know, the shadow is that that can, um, I can be a bit bitey (laughs) and I need to be a bit careful about how that comes out. But I guess that's like holding that tension is like another, another thing that cycle awareness teaches us, hey, you know, to be able to kind of hold, hold both, Mm, mm, mm. I like what you say. It's a bit bitey. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, could definitely be a bit bitey. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. It's um. Yeah. So 
usually I'm working with the energy of the goddess so because I'm mm. just obsessed with um, especially the Indian mythology of the goddess. Mm. So there is one goddess, um, she's called Goddess Durga. Mm-hmm. So if you heard about Kali, yeah, it's very, uh-huh. very like fiery, like don't mess around with me. Otherwise, What's, say her name again. What's her name? Ah, uh, Durga. Oh yeah, okay. I think I've yeah. heard of her. Yeah. So is this riding a tiger? Uh huh. Oh, then... I already love her. I already <laughs> love her. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's why you know, like when you say about the bite thing, and then I was just like thinking about her uh-huh. and tiger. It's like because you know, like don't mess around with her because I don't know, tiger is just gonna bite it, right? Mm. But it's also like if you heard about Kali, Kali is like that, you know, like color blue, or maybe mm. some picture is black, and then it's like. The tongue is just rolling out, dripping with blood, and then she's wearing the um, skirt of skull. So she's like just the cutting off, cutting off. Like, I'm not going to mess around with you, and then you just mm. can be bye-bye, see you later, mm. or never. But with Durga, even that she's also that cutting off energy, because she's riding the tiger. So she's not just like slide ego with the pure knife or pure sword but she's more like okay if you don't want this i'm gonna bite it slowly see if you feel the pinch <laughs> and then if you don't feel it i'm gonna bite it again and again you know like Amazing. until until yeah. you know like this your skin it's actually coming out and then the bone is gonna you know like you can see the bone is out of your skin which is I like mean, your she, ego. She like, is not just, messing about. She's she not messing about. She is definitely in her. She's beyond peri peri. Oh yes, yeah, like, beyond. <laughs> she's post menopausal, isn't she? She is. She. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. So I guess if if Kali is the energy of crown or the energy of um uh her, the energy of menstrual phase, Durga is more into the energy of premenstrual or mm. perimenopause right so mm. it's just like that ah uh, you still get there but you just get the bite not the cut yeah yeah <laughs> I like it I like that that's really interesting but you're right and that whole that whole enchantress energy that kind of like wise woman energy I'm mm. definitely I'm definitely evoking that more um and and it feels good it feels good I um that kind of slight dark feminine, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, however you want to describe that. Yeah, I can feel, I can feel that in me, but it's, it's, it's a big force. So it's, um, you have to handle, you have to handle it carefully. You know, you need, you need a big, strong woman to be able to handle that <laughs> energy. Um, yeah. Totally, totally. Um, all right, let's move on from here. So you mentioned about your um holding space for menarche mm. and what is the connection between the menarche and mm. this perimenopause mm. such a good question Ruben. um and and i'm really living it at the moment and i think that that's a really brilliant place to um to be able to share from because um you know, like personally, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm edging into peri-peri, but my daughter has just started her bleed to my, my first girl, um, 
who's 11. And in fact, she started last new moon on, on Friday the 13th under, under a new moon. So that was pretty significant. And so I suppose I was always aware that, that puberty and menarche um, and perimenopause are both transitional phases, you know, and how they link in terms of the seasons. And we know about spring and menarche and autumn and perimenopause. So I kind of had an awareness of that, but actually being in it, you know, and wading through that with my girl, the more, the more it happens, the more I see the similarities and the parallels and the mirroring. And of course, not everybody goes through that at the same time. So, you know, in terms of parenting, not everybody has has a daughter or some you know or a child who's menstruating but but there is some real power in that so you know i keep noticing things about her and these kind of uh, the polarity or the um contrast in terms of how she's striving for this independence and and is you know feeling into this new identity as a woman but also as a little tiny girl and i see that and i remember that in myself but I also can see it in myself now you know that kind of you know you've got that fierce mother energy but you also want you also need a hug (laughs) so it's really interesting seeing how that all works and I suppose yeah there's 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 the kind of biological bit isn't there that is really similar so when you look at those hormonal charts in terms of what's happening in your body when you're gearing up for your bleed and when you start to bleed in terms of your estrogen that you've got high estrogen in relation to progesterone and it's erratic as it's like learning how to work as it's kind of carving those pathways and then when you look at the hormones of perimenopause it's the same so we've got erratic high estrogen in relation to progesterone. So it's like, okay, right, okay, this is we're literally having the same symptoms here. So that that can be really helpful, I think, to to have that compassion and that empathy. Um, but also, you know, socially, there's those expectations, isn't there, around when you move from being a little girl to being a young woman and what that means and what society expects from you. So the theme in my house at the moment is that my daughter, that my daughter is into contouring rearing. Yeah, I know. She's only, she's only just 11 and that we're having this battle about makeup to school. I know you're laughing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. <laughs> so she's can't, right. We've got contouring going on, right? Badly, because she's experimenting lover. I have no problem with her experimenting, but I don't think we need contouring at school. So that's what the conversations have been about this week. So we've got contouring, but then she's still in the evening, wants to cuddle up with her mum on the sofa. So like this, con- I was thinking this contrast between contouring and cuddles. And then I was like, well, do you know, I do the same. You know? <laughs> I mean, I haven't, I don't bother with contouring. I can't be bothered. I haven't, got, I haven't got enough time in the morning to think about my cheekbones. That's all. Yeah. But um, so I think there's so many similarities. And then, of course, psychologically, you know, it's they're both those tra- all transitions are fraught, aren't they, with challenges as we negotiate or renegotiate these new identities. So the more I think about it and the more I live it and the more I talk about it, the more I think, oh my God, it's the same. It's the same. 
It's the same. And I think that it wouldn't it be wonderful if we were able to offer girls or, you know, children who are due to menstruate um, midwifing or hand-holding in preparation for that imminent journey like you had. And wouldn't it be wonderful if we were able to do that for women who are about to enter perimenopause too? You know, wouldn't that, imagine, I know I can see your face going, yeah. (laughs) Imagine a world where we just, where that was standard, you know, like we prepared in the same way as you prepared for your exams, you prepared children for their men up and you prepared women for their menopause journey. I mean, that's, that's where I, that's the world I want to live in, Ririn. And I can tell you're going to come and be there with me. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I signed <laughs> up for it. Yes, please. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, you know, like it's 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 really interesting how that when I move here to um, Australia, it's just that many women that I met they don't have their period ceremony. Mm. or their parents did not acknowledge their first men up right mm. Mm. which is um I, I was the lucky one I got that big ceremony for my period and I felt embarrassed back then I was like well, what the heck mm. why do you even make it such a big thing about my period but now it's like oh if I don't have that I probably wouldn't talk about my period and my you know, like my blood and my pussy and my boob and, mm, you know, like mm. all this stuff right now when I don't have a filter for it because I never feel ashamed of it. And then even um, I was sharing with you earlier before we jump into the recording and um, today I'm on my diet too and then mom is just like, get out of the house. This is your morning mm. time. You don't need that unnecessary screen right now. Let's just go in, you know, like somewhere and then sit you know like beside the beach and then you know like and I was like but I got my period and it's just like you don't have to jump into the water just sing one sun bathing I was like okay cool and you know like she's just talking about you know like her period journey how that her mom used to teach her how to make her own period well I call it now it's period undies but back in the days in the 70s they call it the um um, period belt or uh, sanity belt, something like that. And then it was like, it was really uncomfortable when I was Googling it and I show her, is this it? And then she's like, yep, this is it. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that doesn't look comfortable. And then she's like, yeah. yeah. And then you are so be grateful because now you have the pets, you have tampons, you have cup, mm-hmm. you got your menstrual undies, you got all this stuff that, you know, like I wish I have it because mm. I die for me to just walk way too far out of the house is just too uncomfortable or it's just challenging because you know it's not easy for you know changing our sanity product and then you know like bring it back this bag of you know like full bleeding uh you know like a <laughs> period in our mm. bags. So it's mm. just like challenging but now that we yeah. are living in this modern world we sort to be grateful but sometimes we forgot right we forgot mm. how we are just I don't know we just got everything what else do we ask yes yeah. yeah I think it's really it's really interesting isn't it to think about that 
like the changes that have happened in that last 50 years and then how exciting to think about what what it'll look like in 50 years time you know what kind of advances in menstrual products will have been made in terms of societal cultural change in terms of you know maybe hopefully that stigma will be like gone Mm. Um, it's really it's really interesting because then of course still there's some countries where they don't have access to those products I spoke to a woman the other day who works for this fab charity and um, called Days for Girls it's like an international period poverty charity and she was talking about some um, I think some Somali girls who don't have access to products and so they're just bleeding straight into the sand because that's the only option that they have. So they don't. So it, it's so polarized, isn't it? Because in in you know, in our developed countries, we do have access to these wonderful reusable products that make our period experience so much less challenging. But it's not accessible everywhere still. So we've still got quite a long way to go. Hey. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then I guess it's just need that people like you who's like let's break this period stigma let's mm-hmm. just end it because you know like so many women is still hiding under the cupboard and then said oh no I don't want to talk about my period because it's just embarrassing because yeah. my mom said don't share my period pads in the bathroom in case you know my brother see it but the thing is if we keep hiding under the cupboard if we are keep just put our blind on yeah no one ever going to talk about it no and it's so interesting isn't it what I'm really interested in as well is those kind of when you were describing you know your experience of Menarch I'm really interested in the kind of cultural norms around it but also the like family norms because I'm really aware that you know when when I've taught these few you know only a couple but I've taught these workshops in primaries and I've been really struck by the variation in attitudes of these young girls you know I'm talking year five six so between nine and eleven so before they go to secondary school but you know within one class you've got such a range of attitudes so I had in this year five class there was some girls who were visibly upset at the idea of talking about blood and then some girls who had older sisters or cousins or you could just tell were well versed you know, maybe their parents were just was really open in their house. And I'm just, you know, it'd be really interesting, wouldn't it, to, I mean, maybe there is some specific research that maps the impact. So, you know, how the level of menstrual shame in your family and how that translates into your experience. Because, you know, we know that internalizing that shame has a physical impact and that is likely to make your periods more difficult. And so, I'm really interested in that in terms of how, you know, I think that that there's so many women who haven't had the opportunity to reconnect with and reclaim their cycles. And so they're inadvertently passing on that shame to their girls. And obviously, if you've had a terrible experience of menstruation and you've had periods that were really difficult and painful and you just wanted them to go away it's going to be how are you how are you going to be able to prepare your girl or your you know your child and say this is wonderful (laughs) you're not so it's it's such a huge thing to change and I remember it wasn't you know it wasn't about 10 years ago maybe 
somebody telling me that they enjoyed their period. And I remember thinking they were bonkers. I was like, what? Who's this hippy-dippy crazy woman who is talking to me about liking her bleed? I was like, whatever. (laughs) I was like, whatever. Like, yeah. And here I am, my favorite part of my cycle, probably. (laughs) So, yeah, it's so important, isn't it? But I think that it's because of the world that we're in, we're in, in terms of, you know, being we're cycle coaches and so the spheres that we hang out in um people are pretty cycle aware obviously but I think it's it's hard to remember but important that people that the majority of the population still think it's uh, taboo and there's still stigma around it so there's a lot of work to be done hey Mm -hmm. but it's also I guess um if you see Again, come back into the door, right? If you see mm. your menage is wasn't, all right, let's just say your menage wasn't acknowledged, you know, like for whatever mm-hmm. is reason. Mm-hmm. And then you just not, you're just not trying to find out or you might just don't have enough information or knowledge to find out right mm-hmm. during let's just say you started your period year um i don't know you know like maybe 11 13 and then you get your perimenopause started begin from um age 45 that is a long journey yeah. that's at least 30 years you have mm-hmm. time to just tap in into the wisdom of your cycle because at least we are experienced up 450 menstrual cycle during from menopause to postmenopause. So it's a lot of bleeding. It's a lot of bleeding, right? A lot of bleeding. So yeah. in a fridge that bleeding time, at least you have one, at least just one that aha moment or awakening moment, right? And then if you just keep in that cycle of suffering, or um, we also call it the dukkha, that this su- cycle of suffering from mana, when your period is wasn't acknowledged, you're going to peri-peri, and then it's just like bang again, right? And then that's you know, like because the again, if you see, you know, like the um, Durga was in peri um, peri menstrual phase. And then you go to perimenopause. Since I was coming, it's like, it's not hiding. It's probably just like, okay, it's all summer and bloom. And, and this is, you mm. know, like the spring energy is everywhere. But mm. once you get into the autumn, either in the inner autumn of your cycle or the autumn of life, which is in perimenopause, she's coming back and she's like, hey, you remember me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's no hiding. You're right. And I think that, that often it's if you don't, I guess that if, if women don't come to menstrual cycle awareness kind of naturally, then they might be forced into it. But because their symptoms and their body is shouting at them, isn't it? That it's it, the body holds the score. Hey, so it's like, hello, you can't live like this any longer. And I'm going to, you're my, you're going to throw stuff. Your body is going to throw stuff at you to make you sit down or lie down. You know, so it's, yeah, hopefully it'll come, hopefully it'll come naturally rather than through the forced route. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Totally. So I was just, um, 
holding this space for the next woman's circle I offer that we're going to talk about the rite of passage. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very interesting because the woman who signed up for this circle is actually the one is in perimenopause. And then I have been speaking with a few of them and then they was like, hey, are you going to covering the perimenopause? And then I was like, yes, you know, like it's, it's obvious. And then there was just like, oh, and one of the women said, oh, I don't have a child. So I don't think I'm fitting into rite of passage exploration. Oh, okay. So it's just important to notice that is mm. just because you are not birthing a child doesn't mm. mean you are not fitting into the um, mother phase of life because mm. we do have this modern where you are in menarche and then you got the motherhood phase mm. where um what I call it now is the sudden return where everything is just returned to your energy where either mm. you want to give birth in the project or giving birth in the baby mm. and then you got that energy of the maga where you just tap in into the wisdom mm. and then that is also the tapping into that perimenopause so many per, per, sorry so many peri menstrual phase that you've been experiencing over the past decade it's just mm. coming into that maga phase right when you're mm. just like yep this is it I learned this and I don't learn that. So, and then I mm-hmm. never let go of this and then I'm always carry on this and then everything just on the table. You can't hide it anymore. And then you got the crown, whereas the crown is, I guess, just like, just like menstrual face, crown is always taboo. It's always like, oh, that's the old grandma, you know, like that is, mm-hmm. you know, 70 plus. But if you see it, the old grandma who taking care of the maiden, who is taking care of the baby for the mother, who mm. is teaching the maga, say, hey, mm. you are mm. coming into this perimenopause. This mm. is my experience. Maybe we get into this. And it might be, might be, might be, you never know. Mm. The crown say, hey, how about, we celebrate you entering the maga phase mm. right maybe this is mm. the supervision that we're all dreaming of and then you mm. are dreaming of i'm dreaming of now I'm like, dreaming. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's interesting because when you're talking about that and you're talking about that crown energy i always think of my grandma my nan who is 100 and she has some real crown energy going on she's got that real kind of um like kind of feisty, like slightly feisty, but like, yeah, that real knowledgeable, um, I've been here for quite a while, <laughs> um, kind of, but but also what she does, what she has, that this is partly her personality, but she has that real sense of fun and that kind of playfulness as well that that I think we we don't associate necessarily with the crone. That, you know, she just wants to have a laugh. <laughs> and is quite kind of giggly and silly and funny as well, which is, um, yeah, we don't tend to think about that, do we? Mm-mm. But yeah. also, she's got all that juicy life experience, right? So she knew how to be a maiden where she can just 
fly around yeah. and she's still got that energy of nurturing maybe nurturing their grandchild and then she's also got that energy of crown like you said you know all that wise and wisdom from all experience i mean like a hundred years oh my god i was like, i know I, uh, I wish i feel there yeah it's fascinating but it, it's all that menstrual story work stuff isn't it it's the kind of tracing your own red thread and seeing where that links back and how that impacts on you that I just think is endlessly fascinating Mm, 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 totally oh my god this is really juicy conversation Hannah (laughs) so well before we wrap up do you have any tips for um a woman who's just in this transition maybe from their perimenopause or in the transition and um, before their perimenopause when they just know that they are going to move in and then how can they live at ease with this season of peri-peri? Yeah, <laughs> the peri-peri sauce. How, yeah. So hard. Yeah, I think the thing that, that I, th- I guess the thing that has like helped me the most is, is and I and I wrote this down just now actually, that it's something about taming your experience of your premenstruum or taming isn't maybe quite the right word. Um, the more you can feel into the benefits and the joys and the positives of your luteal phase and your premenstruum, and the more you can get comfortable in that phase, the easier that transition into perimenopause would be, I feel. And I see a lot of, you know, with the clients that I've worked with, a lot of people see their cycle is like two halves. And I'm sure you've seen this as well, we're in that, you know, they're normal in inverted commas for half the month that they're in their spring and summer, whether they're normal selves, and then they feel crap and grouchy for a week and then they have their bleed and then they're back to normal. And I think if we can support, if we can reframe that and zoom out and think about actually, is that really the normal you or is that the estrogen you? Is that the the veil of accommodation you? And what if the real you, the unfiltered you, is your premenstrual self? You know, what? And so if you can get to learn to, if you can learn to love or at least accept (laughs) that version of yourself, then you're going to be so much more prepared for your perimenopause. And you'll be pouring peri-peri sauce on everything. (laughs) I am. I am. Very spicy, guys. Very spicy. Spicy. Yeah, spicy and sharp and Mm. strong. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Not just a little bite, but it's a big cut. A big cut. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Um, So, and well... We are just almost there. Oh my god, it's time flies. So I know, <laughs> so crazy. What is the three things that you are grateful for being a woman? That's a great question. Um, I mean, there's probably more than three, but my top three we're in are, I think, my children. I feel so grateful that I've been able to birth those children, and um, yeah, I feel grateful for them most days. <laughs> um yeah but I think I feel I feel really yeah I'm really grateful for having the opportunity to to parent them um 
I think my cyclicity as well, like the cycle awareness that I now have and, and the awareness of how I, all these different versions of myself, I'm really th- like, I just am so grateful to, to have found that. And it's a constant source of inspiration and motivation and reconnection to myself and the world. So yeah, I can't, even begin to remember what life was like before that because it's just changed everything um and I think the other thing which is linked to those two first things I guess that is my power you know as a woman the power that I have which is linked to the fact that I have had children and that I'm a cyclical being but yeah I feel really grateful to be able to tap into that feminine power Oh, it's really, really crunchy. Love it. (laughs) All right. Um, Hana, if the listener would like to connect with you, how can they find you? Yeah, great question. Um, I hang out on Instagram mainly, um, and I'm at womb underscore underscore wisdom. You can come and chat to me, and my DMs are always open. And then I'm also, I have a website, which is wombwisdom.uk. And so you can come and find out about all my offerings there. Amazing. I will put all that in the show notes. Thank you again for being our guest today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I loved talking to you. Thank you for having me, Ruin. Mm, thank you, sister, for joining us for powerful podcast episode. Also, if you are listening to this episode, there is a chance you listen to this episode in November, and I will be running a woman's circle in person on Friday, 17th November, 7 to 9 p.m. at the Elements of Happiness Seaford, Victoria. In this circle, I invite you to explore your story in each season of womanhood, from your birth, menop, childbirth year, and menopause with minded like women in the circle, owning and sharing their story, acknowledging the feeling, emotion, and vulnerability is all welcome here. Tickets are on sale now on Eventbrite. I will pop everything in the show notes. I also have a free gift for you to start your menstrual cycle awareness journey. Check out our website at www.womanscollectiveconsciousness.com to reclaim how to cycle chart. And if you're listening to this podcast, please share it with other women in your life. And I always learning thriving and evolving so don't forget to leave a review thank you beautiful